Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, we have three different Buckeyes in the podcast feed for you, following Ohio State's 77-21 victory over the Toledo Rockets on Saturday night. We will kick off the festivities with head coach Ryan Day. He will be followed by starting quarterback C.J. Stroud. And then finally, we'll wrap it up with offensive coordinator Kevin Wilson. I will note there is a little bit of a glitch in the audio from the stream provided by the Ohio State Athletic Department. It happens right around the first question of Kevin Wilson's section, but the rest of it should be fine from there. Now, before we get into the audio, if you are finding this episode on our website, landgrantholyland.com, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get all of the unique, varied perspectives that you will only get from Land Grant Holy Land. We are bringing you not one, but two different podcast episodes nearly every single day throughout the Ohio State football season with the news, analysis, conversations, and insight that you need in order to be the best Buckeye fan possible, and also voices, focuses, and perspectives that you didn't know you wanted to hear as well. So, with all of that out of the way, let's start off with head coach Ryan Day. Uh, just make a uh, mention of the crowd. Um, unbelievable. The, the walk from uh, the Blackwell over to the Skull Session. The Skull Session was standing room only, and then the walk over to the stadium, and then to see everybody in the stadium, 105,000 for this night game was was unbelievable. And, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that we played well in this game because of that. So I just want to thank Buckeye Nation for showing out in a big way. All right, we're going to open it up with questions. We'll go over here to the left. Rob Aller, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, uh, CJ, was that as good as you've seen from him? And uh, how good is he at reading defenses? I think you've said that may be what he's the yeah. best at. but yeah, he, has, he has a very good vision. Uh, but I thought... CJ had a good week of practice. I thought his attitude was excellent. I thought his work ethic was excellent. I thought the time he put in on his own was excellent. Um, you know, we, we had a tough week of practice. We did. You know, we were physical on, on Tuesday, physical on Wednesday. We got a ton of reps. We just felt like we needed to do that. And he embraced that. That's a lot. You know, it's, you know, as the quarterback, you take a lot on. Um, but, but his attitude was excellent. His energy was excellent today. And he played really well. Um, I think he fed off having Jackson and Julian back in the lineup too, which was great. But I thought overall the, the combination of the run game and the pass game early on allowed us to get some momentum. 
more than just a couple NFL throws into windows and yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's he's very very talented, you know. And you saw, um, you know, I, I would say a wide ver- a variety of throws tonight, like you're saying. You know, we, we you, know, you saw some in the red zone and a couple on third down, and that's that's where you make your money as a quarterback is in the red zone and on third down. We, we talked a lot about staying on schedule and making sure we didn't have any three and outs in this game. That was important. Certainly, the penalties were, were something that were lingering coming off of last week. So. Um, a lot of things. We still got a long way to go. But I, I thought the offensive line played physical. And they, they practiced that way this week. So it doesn't surprise me they played that way. But I thought we did a good job up front. Um, you know, next week we got a conference opponent. So everything's going to be even harder. So um, you know, usually we wait till Sunday to move on to Wisconsin. We'll, we'll do that as we leave the stadium tonight. Uh, over here to the left, Austin Ward, Rivals, 97.1, the fan. Ryan, I'm not sure exactly what word was used at school session, but I felt like this team wanted – a dominant performance or you wanted one yeah. did this match up what you were expecting or hoping for yeah I, I thought um, yeah I would say so but um, there's not didn't come with uh, without its faults flaws issues things we've got to keep growing on and building on um, but you know I thought offensively uh, we got into a good rhythm running um, I thought we finished things off in the red zone well we were physical up front and I thought Toledo going in had had a good front you know and I still think they do um, and it was good to get two turnovers on defense. You know, anytime you can do that when the offense is moving the way it does, that's how you flip the scoreboard like we did in the second half. So, um, you know, the, the their quarterback was very athletic and made a lot of plays, and we got to take a look at, you know, um, you know how we can contain the quarterback better than that. Um, and uh, there were a few things there we got to clean up for sure going into conference play. But, um, but certainly when you look at the scoreboard, I mean, we're proud of what we did. Uh, over to the left, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. Sorry to just move on to some of uh, the personnel kind no of problem. bookkeeping stuff, but uh, Proctor and McAllister and Mike Hall, none of them were on the availability report. Nobody played tonight. Just what's the situation with them? Yeah, they, they were uh, all available. Um, we just felt like it was the right thing to do coming out of warm-ups to, to hold them in the game. Um, but we're expecting them to be available for next week as well. Early word on Trevion, what the extent of that is. Yeah, there's a handful of those kind of things that are going on, but um, we, we haven't seen anything that we think is going to be long-term, so uh, we'll kind of uh, regroup after tonight and figure out where everything's at. But um, but this was a situation with a lot of those guys that we just wanted to, out of the abundance of caution, you know, make sure that they were 100% we put, before we put them in the game. And uh, same thing with Julian and Jackson. We got them some reps and then kind of got them out of there. Um, so that was good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there, there was a few things that were, um, you know, a few guys that were struggling with a couple things that we decided to hold on. Over to the right, Bill Landis, Rivals. Ryan, how long have you guys been sitting on the I-formation stuff? And um, I guess what did you think of that? And then more generally, what have you thought of your sort of low red zone execution finishing off drives this year? Well, we thought with the 100th year anniversary of the horseshoe that it would be good to line up in the eye and hand the ball to the fullback for a touchdown. So... We wanted to get that done this year. Um, no, but but Mitch, um, Mitch is, is a weapon for us, and we're trying to build those packages. Um, I think you saw what Cade can do. Um, you, you saw his versatility now. You know, firstly, you know how tough he is and, and how physically is the line of scrimmage, but now you're starting to see what he can be a weapon in the passing game. We actually missed him a couple times in the end zone that were close. Um, and then G. Scott is really starting to build, grow for us as well. He's become... Um, you know, somebody that can do a lot of things. He, he's, he's an athletic tight end for us, so that gives us a little something. And then Mitch gives us a little bit of something as well. So um, that's exciting, you know, uh, not having Jackson uh, play 
really, you know, in the second half of the first game and really in game two, uh, not having Julian available has allowed us to have build some depth, but also look at a couple different packages, which hopefully pays off for us moving forward. Over to the left, Cameron Teague Robinson, The Athletic. Ryan, kind of off that about the I form, I mean, you guys had a, a sweep to a Mecca. You have you had to pass the Cade, like you said, probably could have been touched down the handoff to Mitch. You have guys who can do a lot of stuff. How much does that open the book in the I form when you guys are down on the goal line? Well, we, you know, we want to be creative the best we can down there. And when you have um, those type of um, guys with those type of skill sets, they can do a lot of things. You know, they can get physical in the run game then create conflict uh, for some of the linebackers and safety run pass. Um, but then also having the ability to get the ball in the perimeter like you saw in that one play. Um, you know, and that's that's a good job by the offensive staff, you know, coming in there with different ideas on on how to attack defenses. And anytime you can be multiple like that with groupings or formations, then uh, you put defense in stress. Over here to the right, Clay Hall, WSYX. You finished uh, 13 yards off the school record for total offense with 763. Uh, on the other side, how beneficial to defensive quarterback like Finn? How will that Maybe help down the road. Yeah, well, they, you know, certainly there was some things exposed that we got to get cleaned up. Um, and so, but that's, that's, that's a growing as a team and growing as an offense, growing as a defense. And uh, we'll get back and try to figure out what those are. And, um, you know, I think the one good thing is, you know, we, um, you know, in the first game we play Notre Dame and then we come back with two non-conference uh, opponents here in Arkansas State and Toledo. So we've seen a couple different things. You know, we've been challenged in different areas. So, um, you know, we, we have three games under our belt to try to evaluate um, what we need to get fixed and, and, you know, what we need to keep enhancing going into conference play, which is good. I, I think that's healthy for us. Far left, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. Ryan, you kind of touched on it, but obviously the explosive plays have been there these first three weeks here, but just the way you guys executed in the red zone this yeah. week with the variety, especially with the eye form stuff, like just talk about that, how happy you were with that today. Yeah. Well, I mean, we wanted to execute at a higher level this week going in and taking pride in our execution because uh, we know that we can do that on offense. We can run the football. Uh, we've shown that we can do that. Uh, now it doesn't mean anything next week. All that matters is, you know, what we do next week, but we've shown we can do that. Uh, we've shown that we can throw the football, and I think today you saw some of the play action where we put guys in run conflicts, open uh, conflict that opened up some tight end throws down the field, a couple um, things that we did, um, which was good. So anytime you can run, play action pass, drop back pass, um, that's the sign of a good offense, and we need to keep building on that. And um, you know we feel like if we put the work in during the week, then now it's it's just about execution on Saturdays. But you know, we need to regroup and go have another great week of practice this week. Uh, front row right here, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Yeah, uh, the opening of the coin toss, you, you didn't defer, you took the ball. Was that yeah. just kind of a sense of urgency and just want to jump on it right away? I talked to the team about it, said, you know, we want to we want to start fast in this game. And uh, typically that's not something that, that we do. Uh, it's very rare. I don't know if that maybe that's the first time we've done it um, since I've been the head of coach, maybe. I, I, don't, I don't remember when we've done that before. But, yeah, talked to them about it, and the guys like that, they wanted to – um, get some juice going early on, and, and we felt like that was the right thing to do. Um, but, you know, when you do that, you got to go score the first possession. And, and we did that, and I thought we had built, built some momentum for the day. Got yeah. time for just a couple more. We'll go uh, deep left. Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Rowe. Ryan, Jackson kind of speaks for himself coming back into the lineup, but, but to get Julian back, you guys talked about him so much being an Iron Buckeye in the offseason that he had. What yeah. did it mean to get him back in the lineup? Yeah, great. Great for the room. Um, you know, you can see now the depth that we have. And, um, you know, when you're playing a full game, you know, we're going to need all those guys. We just are. And we, we knew we'd need all these guys. We didn't know that we'd need uh, all of them, you know, in the first game against Notre Dame like we did. Next catches the the uh, the big touchdown pass. and, and uh, But 
yeah, we're going to need all these guys throughout the year. And Julian's had a really good offseason. So to see him come back, um, because, you know, he's had a few nagging injuries here and there. And then he's really made great progress, has the Iron Buckeye. The whole thing's got a lot of momentum and then gets this little tweak. You know, the easy thing to do is get really frustrated. He didn't do that. He stayed positive, uh, took care of his business, did a great job in rehab. And then to go see him make some plays tonight uh, and get rewarded off of that was great. And he had two touchdown catches, right? So, I mean, that's, that's big for him. And, uh, and he didn't play a full game. You know, we just wanted to probably play him for about a half and then, and then uh, hopefully build some momentum in the next week. Front row right here, Tim May uh, on three. Yeah, real quick, uh, yeah. is Trevion kind of dealing with what he dealt with last year uh, off and on? Uh, this was a new thing. Uh, okay. Yeah, this was a little something. But what I want to follow with, thank goodness Dallin Hayden showed up. I mean, obviously yeah. you were talking about him, the pair and the spare aspect, and it showed up tonight. And what did you just see out of him uh, getting that extended action? Well, he's, he's practiced well. He's taken care of the football. And so is TC, quite honestly. Both of those guys have done a nice job in practice. Um, but the number one thing for those guys, they have to take care of the football because if they can build trust with the whole coaching staff, um, you know, obviously the offensive staff, myself, Coach, Coach Alford, that's the number one thing, protection and taking care of the football. They've done that. Now, they can let their, their natural ability take over, and I thought Dallin ran hard. He's done that in practice. So to see him in this, you know, really his first time out uh, play like this, you can see his quickness in the hole. He's got good vision. He's got power, um, and he's got a chance to be a really good back. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Have a good night, guys. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're going to open up to the front here with, uh, with Bill Rabinowitz. A uh, question for C.J. Stroud. Did it feel like anything you wanted to do, you could do? Uh, first and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise to God. Uh, definitely had a, a blessed night, man. I just pray for uh, really just protection over Toledo and us. And I definitely think that he had his hand over us today. So uh, just got to give all glory and praise to him. But, yeah, I think we were clicking. Uh, Coach Day's message this whole week was just starting early. Uh, just trying to be more consistent with the ball. Uh, when we start with the ball, which we chose to do this game, and uh, I'm not going to speak to that. But uh, so we uh, we come out, um, connect on a couple throws, and I definitely think that got our juices rolling. Trey punches it in, and then at that time, I think we're rolling. And then we we uh, I don't think we punted until that third quarter. So I definitely think that we started early, which was a great thing that we wanted to accomplish. Okay, we're going to go over here for Clay Hall, and then we'll go to Rob Aller then. CJ. Folks were talking about two or three NFL throws there. How did you get the ball to Marvin early in the game over two defenders? It was like you threat. Do you know that? 
Uh, I mean, we practice on throws like that. Um, Coach Dennis and Coach Fitch definitely do a great job with, with reps, repetition of that in practice of just throwing over defenders and being confident while doing it. I definitely think that's the most important thing when making those type of throws is being confident. And so they definitely feed that to me every week. And uh, so shout out to Coach Dennis, Coach Fitch. Uh, we do our little one-inch drills over, like, uh, I think it was baseball nets. And so we do that on the regular. But then, uh, I mean, I give glory and praise to God at the same time, too, just have that blessing of that vision. So uh, I definitely don't think it's by accident. We definitely practice on that. Um, I'm not 100% sure which one you're talking about because it was a couple that Marvin had that were really good. And Marvin did a great job of going up top and getting those. So, um, I definitely think he's a big body receiver. He's, he has uh, every aspect of his, his game has definitely been shown and it will continue to grow. So excited to see what he does the rest of the year. Okay, Rob Aller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, CJ, how much film do you watch in a week and you enjoy doing it? For some guys it's a chore, but I get, right. the, I get the feel that you enjoy it. Yes, sir, definitely. Um, I definitely think the resources that we have at Ohio State with, with George, our, our media, I mean our, our film guy who gets me set up with all everything and um, I definitely just enjoy it just because it's, it's kind of therapeutic to me. It, it helps me get away from certain like issues I may be going through at the time or uh, just away from the outside world. And I definitely just think that uh, football is definitely something God called me to do. So if I can lock in for a couple hours and, and knock out some real good film study, uh, then I can, one, help us win. But then if we when we do win, God willing, I can uh, give his, his name uh, all the glory and praise. So. Uh, I think that kind of plays into it as well. Just God gave me the talent, now I have to put in the work. So, careers a progression, but did you have a moment over the last year where, where it clicked, or something clicked for you, and it just kind of started to make sense, and you could see, oh, I'm a different guy? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I always kind of just try to keep my head down and work. Uh, I definitely think that my confidence is definitely boosted. Uh, I think that maybe that was a click. Uh, maybe that was on and off that I uh, I kind of. Uh, I first put on maybe in that uh, Rose Bowl game last season, kind of playing confident in that game, kind of forced me to be uh, the momentum to roll and for me to be confident this season. And uh, I definitely think just me being a leader and a captain on the team is when they see I'm confident, I think our offense and our whole team is confident, which is uh, I think that's a great thing for the Buckeyes. So continue to build on that. Over here to the right, Tim May on three. Uh, CJ, uh did you have any words of advice to Dallin Hayden? Obviously, he had to tote the rock a lot tonight uh, right. because of a situation. But what have you seen out of him over the last month or so that gives you faith in him going down the road? Right. Um, I definitely just uh, tried to build him, just gave him some early confidence going in there. Just told him, man, just like, you've been playing this game since you've been six years old. It's the same game you've been playing. Just go out there, have fun. And I kind of forced him to take a deep breath with me back into the backfield. And once he's, He didn't start, like, rambling or nothing, but I just made him do that just to relax because I think that definitely helps. And uh, he kind of calmed down. I told him, bro, you hit it hard enough, you're going you're gonna to break one. And so he caught it. He broke a couple, which I'm really proud of. And he, he's a super hard worker. He practices really hard. Uh, him and Coach Alford are definitely on film study when it comes to um, protections and things like that. And Trey and Mayan do a great job helping him. And then TC does a great job as well with kind of the same – role of just if we need you bro you got to go in there and do your thing and I definitely think they both had confidence going there so I'm really proud of them uh, over here to the left Stephen Means Cleveland.com CJ two things one you kept it and you <laughs> ran <you> go. <laughs> but also more importantly on those times when you're scrambling how do you develop you know poise in those moments like where how did you develop that throughout your life, developing that type of poise? Right. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you pointing out that I ran a little bit. <laughs> uh, 
It felt good to get hit a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, I probably could have did a little more. Um, kind of caught me off guard, but no. uh, definitely think I did the right thing by pulling the ball on that play, and then had to scramble on a couple of other ones. But I definitely think just this uh, repetition, kind of uh, growing up, just playing in the backyard, back home in Cali, just uh, with my boys, just back back in the backfield, just playing whatever. You know what I'm saying? I definitely think that you build that that kind of like knack for the game, then and then you continue to grow. So um, Coach Day does a good job during like seven on seven in certain periods where we have what we call scramble drill, where we just try to make a play happen. But at the same time, uh, he, he advises me to be smart. And one of those uh, I threw away just because I knew that he would probably be mad if I tried it. So um, definitely just try to be a team player in those aspects. Just if I can make a play, make one. But if not, uh, just throw it away and be smart. Uh, over here to the back, Mark Coons, BCSN. Target him quite a bit in that first quarter. Was that the game plan? Was that what the defense was giving you? And just the job he provided and what the spark he gives the offense when you get that type of target? Right. Uh, I definitely think that's just Cade, man. He, he's all he's ver very versatile. Uh, I'm shooting myself in the foot. I missed him in the back. That killed me. I just get so excited in the plays like that. I just kind of, you know, those, those are really the hardest throws when the people are wide open. I don't know why it is, but, I mean, I, I wish I hit him. But he was all good with it. Still had a great game, phenomenal game. Uh, blocked his tail off and also ran great routes, great body language. Um, and it's just exciting for him to kind of see his work pay off, man. He's the, he's, he's probably the person I look up to on the team, honestly. You know? And um, he just continues to – he always puts confidence in me, just his knack just to win and, and want to just dominate people. And I definitely appreciate Cade. Uh, he's a great leader, great man of God. And then, of course, he works on the farm, which you can see in his work ethic. And it's starting to pay off for him, which I'm super excited for him. And I definitely think he'll continue to be great. We have time for two more questions for CJ, and then I'm going to bring Coach Wilson up here. Uh, Pat Murphy, 24-7 Sports. CJ, you talked about getting Julian back, but we got to see more of what he could do tonight. What did he add to the offense, and, and what can he do? Coach Day said the plan was only to play a half. What can he do as he continues to build? Right. Um, I think... He showed everybody what he can do in a, in a, in a small glimpse. Uh, I definitely think that uh, people kind of uh, maybe they forgot about him or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, he, he's quick to remind people. Uh, he's he's been uh, working really really hard in the offseason. I'm super proud of him to be able to come in and, and impact the game that quick um, with, with a hell of a catch on the sideline. And then that, that second touchdown where he just had Chris uh, Chris Rock running in body language and. Um, uh, appreciate it, Jack. <laughs> and uh, I definitely think Julian it, it has a lot more football ahead of him, and he'll continue to be great. And I'm super excited to see where. where but it all it all starts with his hard work, man. He got to uh, you got to he got to pat himself on the back, honestly, just because he took this offseason very serious of just getting better with route running, being more crisp, and living a good life outside of the field. I mean, outside of the uh, Woody. And I definitely think he did that. So I'm super happy for him to finally get on that side of winning. And final questions for CJ, Katie, Capusta, Spectrum. Hey, CJ, talking about Julian, to have him and JSN both back this week, what kind of confidence does that give you going into the game? You start about talking, starting fast, and how, does, how do you think other teams see you guys as more of a threat now that they've seen all the weapons you have? Right. Uh, great question, CJ. <laughs> great name. Um, I definitely think that that plays a part. Uh, starting early is, is one of our focus points just because – I mean, with this time, what type of team we have, once we get momentum rolling, it's kind of hard to stop us. And I think, uh, but what it, it starts with just execution. Um, and then JSN and, um, and Julian definitely help with that. They're veterans on the team now. 
Uh, uh, Luke does a great job with protections, and I definitely think that my O-line did an amazing job uh, picking up the blitzes and, and, and keeping uh, their D-line honest. And their D-line was pretty good. We knew this was a good Toledo team coming in here. They're nothing to play away. They definitely they love moments like this because that's, that's, how, that's, how, that's how they show how great they are. So I definitely think that we, uh, we answered the bell when it came to that, just starting early. And it's just about execution and taking pride in that. And I definitely think that we did that and we'll continue to build. But uh, it's going to take more because now we're going to Big Ten play and we just got to be more and more focused and, and, and stick yeah. together and, and just keep rolling with this good momentum. Great. CJ, thank you very thank much. You we're going to call Coach Wilson up to the main podium then, please. Uh, we'll open up, Coach, with uh, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. Kevin, uh, just talk about the I-formation stuff in the red zone and you know how did that kind of come into play? Say again, so, please. The I-formation this year with... You know, Mitch is, is kind of the lead back, and, and sometimes Josh Fryer playing as a D lineman, or, you know, we can have Cave, we can have G. Scott. Uh, we didn't have Joe Roy tonight with the minor thing, but he should be good. So we could get in two or three tight ends with, with Mitch as a lead blocker. We could also, from that set, jump to wing sets with him and not substitutes. So it's very versatile. So it's the first time we've been, we've, we've had it in since the first week, first time we had a little dive, just a one yard play. We didn't really block it very cleanly, but uh, it was nice to get Mitch a touch and get him in the end zone. So. Room maybe allow you to do it, have more variety in what you want to do in those sets, maybe than well. I think you just play to the strength of the guy, strength of those guys. Good question. I mean, so you know, oh, oh, wow. you wouldn't be in that formation if you didn't have the guy or guys that think you could do it. And um, so we got like in a little eye wing formation a couple times when the off tackle power play. You know, we had the the the, the power pass off that we missed at CJ. So he had you know, Kate on a little corner route that we missed. Uh, we had a lead play, just a lead stretch play that didn't work well. and and there's a few plays you have, and then we hit Mitch on the quick little dive up the middle. So, but yeah, those guys they're uh, they're very unique. You know, Jill uh, G's coming on very nice, playing better. Played the last two weeks the most he's played. You know, Cade's kind of the the big tight end with really good ball skills. Mitch is kind of the hybrid, more of a fullback blocker, but kind of good in short space. And uh, I think it's a good group. I think Coach uh, Day's gotten very comfortable playing to their strengths, and we're getting those guys involved. And that, I think it just helps complement with the receivers, the skill of our offense. I think it, it makes our team a little bit more complete as that group plays well. We're going to go over here. Uh, Bill Landis from uh, the athlete, from Rivals, and then we'll go Rob Aller, uh, Columbus Dispatch. Did you change your companies? I did, I did yeah. Okay. Um, how do you feel about the way you guys have, have finished off drives in the low red zone area, and how, how big of an emphasis was that for you guys coming into this season? Well, I mean – I think it was the emphasis more of trying to get the run game going because it gets really hard even though we throw the ball so well. And, and I know Coach uh, <coughs> Coach Day, Coach Hartline, Coach Dennis always work up the best red zone plan to throw the ball. But, you know, those, those windows get tighter, those spaces get tighter. So your ability to run the ball in the red zone is when you really can 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 be a better red zone offense. And that was the emphasis of all offseason was just to be a little bit better in the run game. And we're, we're building that way. we got ways to go, but we're trending. So I think as the run game goes, you stay on schedule, you get more manageables, you get play action, and that's helped the low red offense. But I think the, the emphasis was more on, yes, we do need to score touchdowns, but can we run the ball better? And can we run the ball in tough situations, short yardage, goal line, low red? And right now we're, we're not where we need to be, but we're getting better at that. And that's, uh, it's good to see for, for our team. Kevin, you've seen a lot of great quarterbacks. It seems like the thing that separates the best is this ability to process information quickly. Mm -hmm. Where's CJ on that, and is he among the best you've seen? Yeah, definitely one of the best. I, I um, and the game has evolved so much, as old as I guess I am to see it, but I, 
Sam Bradford was the first guy I thought had the quickest mind. And I would say CJ's rivals, his, and, and not only the ability to have a quick mind, but the ability to see and process because you're, what, where's your vision? What do you see? I think he sees things very, very clearly. You know, I think you know, the way it works with, with, with Coach Day and Coach Dennis, he's very much in sync with what Coach Day wants him to do and where his eyes need to be and what his looks are and what his shakedowns are. And I heard him up here talking about, you know, we're in a day and age where you guys cover him so much that if he throws an incomplete pass, it hurts his QBR. And it's sometimes years ago, I was taught that an incomplete pass wasn't that bad. I think Coach Hayes, the legendary coach, had a quote about that, 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 that uh, about things that happen when you throw the ball. And, you know, we always said throwing away wasn't the worst thing ever. But in this day and age where it seems like you got to make every shot, to not force into tight windows. The way our defense has played this preseason, he's had to scramble a lot, learn how to extend plays and make scramble plays. Uh, but he's very, very talented. He's very, very brilliant. And I think he sees the game for a young kid as well as I've ever seen a quarterback. Over here to the right, Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes now on Sports Illustrated. Hi, Coach. Congratulations on a good night. Specific to Cade Stover, you know, he, he feels like the quintessential Buckeye. He seems like the guy that just, you know, emboldens everything that you guys are about. When you, when you see his toughness and the way he picks up teammates and then the way he goes out and performs, how gratifying is that for you? And, and how, how does that help you know, build the, the culture that you guys try to build? I mean, very much. I mean, I, I think you heard C.J. Sego says, you know, a guy he looks up to, he's, he's, he's a real leader because he, he, he leads by actions first. His, his work ethic, his, his durability, his consistency, uh, I mean, he'll go out there and, and we, you know, we GPS track those guys' yardage and he's, he's got a lot of yards in Tuesday, Wednesday practice, a lot of volume, but then he's up there blocking those defensive ends that are some of the most talented defensive ends in the country. And so the wear and tear that he puts and just his ability to consistently practice earns him great respect from his teammates. And, you know, it seems like, you know, you guys, we, we see him right here. We only notice those guys when they catch the ball. But that room's been pretty good blocking for several years. There's some toughness. There's some core values. Uh, sometimes when we're not good running the game, it's our guys aren't good on the edge, my guys. And when they're doing pretty good, they're actually pretty good. And uh, so, again, I, I, I think he's much better athlete than people give him credit for. I think he's a great athlete, great ball skills. I think he's the quintessential tight end because he's got size. He's got toughness. He's not flashy. He's a little bit dirty, but he's got some ball skills. And I mean, I, our team loves him. I love him. I think he's a special player. I'm happy. Long way to go. We're just starting. Long way to go with him. I'm counting on a big year without that kid. We'll go to Pat Murphy, 24-7 Sports. Kevin, we heard about the depth at running back with the top three guys, and I know Evan obviously got hurt, but tonight you guys showed quite a bit more. What does that room give beyond maybe the top two guys that we saw the first couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the top two guys are really special. We thought, again, the young guys are coming on. Now, TC's a walk-on guy. He's kind of popped in practice because he's going against the one defense. And uh, that couple plays he made tonight, he just got a little knacked and feel. So, for a walk-on freshman, very gifted, probably just overlooked in the recruiting process. We're glad he's here. And we're going to do everything to, to keep enhanced and bring him along. And I, I just early, I didn't realize when he got here how, how instinctive and quick Dallin was. Just his ability to, when he makes a cut, he's still going vertical. He's downhill. And, He's up on you, and it's, it's great for young kids that are learning how to take care of the ball. They're still learn, learning the offense, uh, but we'll need those guys for some some wear and tear and some durability down the stretch, and those are two really talented young freshmen. Dallin's doing great. He's a good young player. Austin Ward, rivals, 97.1 the fan. Kevin, Mitch has been here for half a decade. When was that first moment that you thought, 
we might really have something that we can use here. You know, I, I didn't two years ago, and I even told him like I go, I think you're an NFL fullback. I don't know if you think that, but I think that. I, they, they, there's not a lot of guys that do that, and the NFL still plays with that position quite a bit. And he kind of came on, and as he came on a couple years ago and had a couple plays in a couple of our games, it got a little bit out of hand, and his special team role took off. And I'm glad he came back for this extra year. Um, if he stays healthy, you know, maybe maybe he gets that opportunity, maybe not. I think he's, you know, beauty in the eye of the beholder. But, uh, uh, again, he and Kay give us maturity, give us toughness. Uh, they don't give us a lot of flash, but they give us great play. And those are uh, – I sit in that room every day with two men that I have a lot of respect for. They're special players. Excuse me? No, I, I, one formation was called uh, I Write Tight. So one was called Jumbo. And one was called Heavy. So We'll go here to the right. Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Kevin, you're three games in. Uh how ready do you think this offense is for Big Ten play? What have you seen so far? Uh, um, Big, Ten, Big Ten play is different. It's more challenging. It's more physical up front. No disrespect. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Toledo's defensive line coming in. Um, um, you know, the Notre Dame front that we play was very, very deep and, 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 and talented. But when you get in the Big Ten play, it's line of scrimmage league. It's a tough league. It wears on you week after week after week. We're starting with a big challenge with a great line of scrimmage team on both sides coming up next week when, when Wisconsin walks in, in into the shoes. So uh, uh, it's um, as good as the offense might look, the offense is not good until the end of the year, and you can see how tough and how consistent it is. We got enough skill. Coach Dale will do a great job as we put the game plans together to get guys opportunity to make plays. But the great teams are tough. They're consistent. They play week after week, and they find ways to get Ws. And we'll see if this is a this team's ready to be a Big Ten team as we as we start with a great challenge and we play week after week because it's a bear in this league. We got uh, time for a couple more questions for Coach, but we do need to start wrapping it up with Cam Martinez in the back over here to the left. Bill Landis, rivals. Kevin, um, we, we've seen how good CJ can be in the pocket for over a year now, but he seems to be expanding that to more movement throws, more play extension just how much better has he gotten at that area from your perspective yeah we've always tried to have a little bit in the um pass game moving the pocket a little bit uh our defense with that umbrella covers they, they play just forced us a lot during spring and preseason that the initial throws weren't open in practice or seven on seven matter of fact sometimes we call seven on seven drill now seven on eight because they put a defensive end out there and drop the guys like, geez, so there's nobody open, so you got to buy some time and scramble. And I think a year ago someone had some stats. I don't know if I buy all the PFF stats because I don't know who do, does those stats and how accurate they are. But our worst stat that someone posted was scrambles of all the plays last year. When you look at our quick passes, out passes, deep passes, play. our worst pass play last year was scrambles. Well, we didn't work on it that much. We really weren't trying to work on it this year, but our defense forced us to, and it's gotten to where we're pretty good at it. And uh, again, I do think the thing for CJ is when to scramble, make a play, and when to scramble and throw it away. And the hype that these quarterbacks get, and the, all the accolades, and the ratings, and completion percentages. I say the story, but when I was a player, our completion percentage goal was 57%. I remember that number. That would put you in the bottom 50 of college football right now. That was our goal back then. And so, his ability to just be smart and not force it and check it down and manage what's going on is, to me, what, what great players do. And, you know, he's, he played great tonight. So, again, I, I appreciate the way he's playing. I appreciate the scrambles. And once in a while, I appreciate the throwaway because some teams are going to drop everybody. Maybe it's not there. Tonight, he had a nice scramble 
when they dropped everyone, tucked it down, slid up there, and took us, I think, from second long into third and manageable and kept a drive alive, which was a great play. And uh, final two questions. Uh, first one from Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Kevin, the plays that Cade has made him a passing game for the last couple of weeks, would he have been capable of making those plays last yeah. year, or does that speak to how much he's grown as a pass catcher? Um, you know, he's grown as a pass catcher. He worked a lot this summer, you know, uh, with – uh, behind scenes, you know, Keenan Bailey's kind of working with the offenses, worked with receivers and kind of got with them a little bit just in, in, in understanding coverages and attacking leverages of guys. And they, they spent some, some time together, you know, behind scenes, just, just trying to, to, to be, to be better. I think a year ago, sometimes he would rush some things and, and when we were practicing, but also a year ago, he wasn't as complete as Jeremy wasn't going to play as much. Those plays were kind of Jeremy's plays and, and what the receivers had last year, they didn't get Jeremy's way. What the, Jeremy wasn't good enough, or they weren't there. Right now, Cade's coming on strong, and he's good enough to get in the mix. And with some of the, if we get the run game going, the play action comes off the running game, and sometimes that's where Mitch and Cade can be a little bit more. Where in the drop back game, sometimes those guys maybe are three or four in, in some of your route progressions. In the play action game, sometimes they're one or two, and that gets maybe the ball coming their way a little bit. And Coach Day's doing a really good job of trying to. We're working hard. Uh, the one big play we had tonight um, at the end of the game to, to, to Ballard, we were really just trying to get a flat throw for G to get a touch for G, and they busted the coverage, and it was a big play. So we're just trying to get G a touch. So as coaches, we try to do things that didn't work out a whole lot anyway. So And final question for Coach Wilson, Tim May on three. Yeah, Kevin, you might have been asked about this already, but uh, Dallin Hayden, the way he came on in camp and stuff, has just kept progressing. And all of a sudden tonight, basically, he's your backup for running back as the thing progresses. Just what have you seen out of him from your – from your perspective. You know, coming in, we knew he was a good recruit. Tony does a great job coaching. But to me, instinctively, and TC, our young guy there, the walk-on players, saying, well, they're just instinctive when they make cuts. And because to me, there's that, that, there's a little instinct or feel or vision. When he makes a cut, he makes a cut, and he makes a guy miss, but he's going forward. He doesn't stop his feet and start chattering. So he's able to, to be a downhill runner. To not be a big guy, he kind of runs downhill. He runs behind his pads. Uh, he's very instinctive, and like he to me, he flashed the first couple of days. Like, well, that's that's just a nice run. Maybe it's a four or five yard play, but that was a nice cut. That was instinctive. That was natural. He's got a chance to be a really good back. Great, coach. Thank you Thanks, very guys. much. Go Bucks.